Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Straightforward talk and out with it. Current events, local, world news, and what is trending. So come on out here and join me. gentlemen and welcome to the show so let's get those thank yous out there to all of our essential workers our frontline workers our doctors and our nurses our paramedics and our police and our fire departments i thank you for the job that you do day in and day out And thank you to my listeners, my guests, and my followers. I thank you for taking the time out of your busy day to join me here on the Trumpers Podcast. Well, I hope everybody is, uh, you know, has had a, a good weekend. And hope you're taking care out there. So, you know, right now, um, here in Ontario, um, where I reside, our Premier of Ontario is going to make an announcement tomorrow on further restrictions and lockdowns. And it sounds like uh, it'll be a province-wide lockdown. beginning probably Christmas Eve and that would be extended for a period of time but um, you know here here's why this is 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 necessary um, ladies and gentlemen of these mandated rules to be put in place and uh, of course, the people out there that uh, you know think that you know, as I say this again and again, it sounds like a broken record. That you know, people out there that think this is against their liberties and freedoms, and, and that uh, again, you know, you really need to give your head a shake. You know, and part of this um, reason, as this comes up here, you know, just think of just think of the numbers, um, ladies and gentlemen. You 
know, when we look at, at the world population, and this is just updated 24 minutes ago, you know, with 76 million, 750,811 cases, confirmed cases of COVID-19. With over a million, 692,000 people have died worldwide. And we look at Canada, you know, surpassing 500,000 cases, you know, with, with the province of Quebec leading the way with 176,000. Here in Ontario, 157,000. Alberta, 90,000. And the list goes on. So in the recent weeks, we've had our, our, our um, medical, our doctors and our nurses out there hollowing, you know, sorry, hollering for um, tougher measures to be put in place. You know, as I mentioned yesterday too, um, in days before with the city of Toronto being a lockdown and the regions around them being in a lockdown. Um, people traveling to other areas where, um, you know, people may be in yellow or the orange, you know, to, to go do their business or what they have to do. And, you know, so now we're looking at a, a province-wide um, shutdown. You know, the cases just keep going up. The vaccines are rolling out. But like I said this morning, you know, Canada is looking at late September. You know, it could be probably October, November, you know, before the entire population in Canada is vaccinated for those who want to get vaccinated. You know, we still have a long road ahead of us. And yet, these cases keep going up. You know, then, um, you know, we have, uh, like I said, the, you know, those anti-marches, these anti-people, you know, who are against um, lockdowns and mask wearing, you know, I mean, if they're against mask wearing and stuff like that, they must be against, you know, um, body hygiene. They must be against that too. You know, so one particular one here I was reading today and, uh, You know, this is both protesters, again, um, clashing with police at an anti-mask rally. As, as Alberta, you know, claims another 20, as the COVID-19 claims another 26 
of burdens. So, you know, the proportions of Albertans who have contracted COVID-19 continues to grow as one in every 50 people in the province has now tested positive for the deadly virus. The province recorded an additional 1,350 cases of the novel coronavirus in Alberta yesterday, Saturday, bringing the total uh, of Albertans infected since March to over 88,000 people, or more than 2% of the, of the uh, province's population. The new infections came from about 18,500 tests, representing a positivity rate of 7.3%. You know, in reporting the 26 new deaths. And since Thursday, Alberta has reported a, a, a cumulative as COVID 19 deaths. The toll since the start of December, 263, nearly one third of the province's total of 841 deaths from the virus. You know, <clears throat> this happened at a, at a skating rink. Police clash with protesters at, at, a, at an anti mask rally respond to criticism from the skating rink arrest. I read this article and, and this, this person actually deserved to be arrested. So the Calgary, the, the Calgary Police Services offers um, issued tickets and clash with attendees at a rally against the COVID 19 public health borders. And maskies on Saturday afternoon. The rally was held at the City Hall by the Walk for Freedom group and considered and it had about 200 attendees. And so the current uh, public health orders prohibit all indoor and outdoor social gatherings of any size with people outside of their same households. When crowds first began, the foreign police were seen ticketing some protesters. Good for them. They get ticketed. Later, a, later in the event, uh, police protesters began clashing. Police were seen um, detaining multiple protesters at the rally, some of whom fought back against officers. Well, you know, resisting arrest. That'll get you thrown in the clink. You know, like, you know what a waste of what a what a waste of time. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Trucker Podcast. So it's just out here discussing, you know, you know reasons for for um, the measures that are be that the governments and health officials are imposing on us. You know here in Ontario, Canada, where I reside, the numbers are just escalating. You know, um, this fall has been, has been just not good with the numbers. You know, of course we have Christmas coming up and people just going out in droves. Um, 
people leaving the lockdown areas to go to other areas, you know, and now our provincial government is talking, it's going to be coming out tomorrow and talking about a province-wide lockdown starting Christmas Eve. And then I was mentioning here about, you know, the anti-maskers, the anti-marchers, you know, they're part of the problem, not part of the solution. And this recent one here in Calgary, Alberta, where the protesters started to clash with the police. Now, we know police officers are there to enforce the law. Whatever law is being broken, that's why we have police. The police didn't make these rules, they enforce these rules. The government makes these rules, the health top doctors make these rules, not the police. So I don't know what these what these people are trying to prove. You know, you want to get involved and you want to, you know, start fighting the the, uh, the police officers. The only thing that's going to do for you is just um, land you behind bars. That's what it's going to happen. You know you can't have large gatherings outside. You know if there's no social distancing that you have to try to make social distancing. You have to wear a mask if, if, if you are in large groups. especially going to the grocery store or the big box stores you know you have to wear your mask when you go inside that's the rules so as this as this is going on you know the police are issuing tickets now the fines for for these large gatherings range from province to province, city to city, or whatever the case may be. And these particular fines being handed out are $1,200. And as the story goes on in here, and like I said, some of whom fought back against the officers. So, You know, when there's people who are in, in uh, who are just not simply going to follow the rules, I don't know, it's because they're ignorant. They think that this is really against their rights and freedoms. Well, I've never seen a lawyer come running to your rescue. Because I will bet my, my bottom dollar that when government and top medical officials put these rules together, you know that the government has lawyers and they're gonna be in the guidelines of the law. So this is not against your rights and liberties.
when there is a health, a public health, like COVID-19 going on, these rules can be mandated and they can be enforced. So there's one man, you know, this one gentleman, he was asked several times. The social distance, you know, back up away from people, keep your six feet. And he just simply ignored them. He's 21 years old, by the way, so he's an adult. Now, generally, when you ask a child to do something, the child will do it. But some adults, they just don't have, for some reason, the mentality to follow rules. They don't like authority. They don't like to be told what to do. Maybe they're like that when they're growing up in the household. They didn't like to be told what to do. Maybe they gave their parents a hard time. I don't know. So 21 years old, he was asked several times. You know, a fact that this situation resulted in an arrest was due to the individual trying to avoid law enforcement by obstructing and resisting officers. And this is what he had to say. I'm doing this for my freedom and yours. Well, you're not doing me any favors. The mask on your face that is enforced by government should be your your choice to wear it or not to wear it. Anyone else chooses because it's your it's your life, body, and breath, he said. See, the rule about mask wearing is that if you have um, health issues, like you have breathing problems, and if you have breathing problems, you're generally going to be carrying an oxygen tank with you. But there, there are exceptions to the rule for some people that you don't have to wear a mask. You know, this person here, you know, it doesn't seem like he has any of these issues because he's out there doing the anti-masking and he's skating. And he's, you know, basically ignoring what the police are telling him. And the altercations break out. He's arrested. And he's arrested for resisting arrest. I mean, how many times do you have to be told to do something? Generally, it should be once. If you have to be asked several times to do something, there obviously is a problem. 
So him by saying that, you know, doing this for his own freedom and yours, well, not doing me any, any favors. You're just part of the problem and not part of the solution. You know, I mean, if this is no big deal to him and he doesn't have to follow the rules or he doesn't think he has to follow the rules, don't go get the vaccine. And God forbid that you get COVID. God forbid that you get it. Don't use my health care to, to save your sorry ass. If you're an anti-masker and you're against all this shit, you get COVID, don't use my health care. You know, oh, this isn't a problem. But it most certainly is. And like I said before on my on my on my podcast, you know, with, with this with the uh, with the vaccines coming out, our Prime Minister of Canada um, basically is saying uh, potentially by next September that the majority of Canadians will be vaccinated. And that's to say, you know, whether you want to get vaccinated or not, you know, that's your choice. But I think it's going to be longer than that. I think it's probably going to roll into next October, next November, before most of the population here in Canada is vaccinated. And yes, COVID will still be here. Cases may or may not be as high. It's hard to say, I don't know. But the ignorance out there is just ridiculous. And then I was watching the news tonight and this um, pastor's um, son here in Ontario, Elmer, Ontario, just up the highway from where I live, about half an hour from here. These older gentlemen, they're in their 80s. And they live, uh, their farm is, is, is across the street from this church where this anti, the, 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 the pastor is, is, is uh, he's uh, against uh, all these mandated rules and and his son is as well but this incident involved his son so these gentlemen you know they're in their 80s and um they made up these little signs you know to put to be made you know put a um you know around the town and um along the highway and stuff like that you know please wear a mask So this pastor's son seen this. And as these gentlemen were, they were getting back into the pickup truck and they're heading back to the farm, he blocked them from getting into the roadway that leads to their farm. Yelling profanities at these two elderly men. And he gets out of the pickup truck and the one elder man was standing outside of his. 
And the pastor's son was exchanging words with him. And what happened next was just appalling to me because the pastor's son went up to the elderly gentleman and assaulted him and pushed him to the ground. So later in the day, the, the elderly gentleman felt the need that he had to go to the hospital. And it's a good thing that he did because during this altercation, when he was shoved to the ground, it cracked three of his ribs. And the man's 80 years old. Over putting signs up along the roadway saying, please wear a mask. You know, is this what society is turning into? You know, with assholes like this in Calgary and assholes like this here, here in Ontario. You know, all that does is just piss off a whole lot of people. It really does. This pastor's son is going to be charged with assault. Which he should be. And he's already in trouble with the law. He's already in trouble with the law because he, he was uh, part of the uh, part of, of getting rallies going. Him and his him and his father are, are, are facing court in late January. Hey, how you doing? Welcome to the Truckers Podcast. So if you're gonna hold your rallies, you know, you better do it in smaller groups and you better be social distancing. Or else you're going to be fined, and the organizers are going to be fined. But when you have people pushing around the elderly, that is stepping over the line. Absolutely ridiculous. These rules aren't going away anytime soon. So these idiots out there who are against all these mandated rules and mask wearing and stuff like that, you need to give your head a shake. You need to pull your head out of your ass and you need to start being part of the solution. Because quite frankly, I get sick and tired of reading it, hearing about it. It's absolutely ridiculous. Now, this next little article here, 
go right down to the bottom because that's where it is. So now, our Premier of Ontario is going to be making a huge announcement tomorrow. So all you anti-maskers and people that think this is all bullshit, put your ears on and listen. The Ontario government is to impose province-wide lockdown. This is the announcement that's going to be made tomorrow from our premier. So the media reports say that the Ontario government is poised to impose a province-wide lockdown starting Christmas Eve in an effort to combat the surge of COVID-19 cases. The outlets say that lockdown, which will vary in length depending on the region, is to be announced tomorrow afternoon. So, you know, the province now here in Ontario, um, we're just setting every day, it, the numbers are just increasing dramatically. You know, people in the lockdown regions already, you know, their numbers are increasing. Other areas outside that lockdown areas are, are increasing. All over the place. You know, last spring when we went into lockdown, it took a while. It took a, it took a while for the cases to come down. You know. But this sort of lockdown, what they're talking about, um, that depending on the regions, you know, so, you know, right now in the city that I live in, um, we're in the um, red restrict, um, which is one step away from the gray, which means lockdown. So by the sounds like it to me is that anybody who has been placed in the red and lots of places have been, they're going to go into immediate lockdown starting Christmas Eve. But if that's not locking down the entire province, which it should be doing, then it, it allows people to go to other regions who are not in lockdown, which then could potentially spread COVID into these other regions who are not in lockdown. And those regions don't want you there. If you're coming from a region such as the city of Toronto and you're going into a region that is not in that same restrict, they don't want you there. So in order to stop that, the whole province needs to go into lockdown. The schools, since Friday was their last day for the Christmas break, 
potentially could be going back to school January the 15th. It may be later. So, you know, like I said, so on Sunday, um, Ontario has reported another 2,316 new cases and 25 deaths. That marks the sixth consecutive day the province has registered more than 2,000 new infections for the sixth consecutive day. You know, I mean, obviously we're not as bad off as the United States, which is really unfortunate. But we want, we do not want to get there. Canada, the entire country here in Canada has, has surpassed 500,000 people infected with the, with the, with the COVID-19 and pushing almost 15,000 deaths. I know in the United States as well over 300,000 people who have died. But you see, these people who are against mask wearing, who are against sanitizing their hands, who are against taking showers, taking care of body hygiene, don't want to follow the rules, don't give a shit about that. They don't give a shit how many people's died worldwide. They don't give a shit how many people's died in Canada. They don't give a shit how many people's died in the United States. They just simply don't give a shit. Because they're just ignorant. You know, so these lockdowns, it's going to be interesting to, to see that tomorrow afternoon, um, where in all of Ontario is this going to take place? You know, is it going to be the entire province? Which, you know, I, I, it just makes sense. I mean, if you want to get control of this virus, then you can't just shut down half the province. You have to shut it all down. Everybody should be in that gray lockdown. They're looking at 28 days. And then we go from there. The government could have done this already. They could have done this before Christmas. You know, but they didn't. 
you know, they didn't want to take away the Christmas spirit. You know, as it stands right now, um, in the red restrict that the city that I live in, they're only allowed to have five people with exception that the people that are living in your household are living there. You know, so generally it's five people. But I mean, if you have four kids and, and mom and dad, obviously they, they reside in that household, so that's fine. Right? But nobody from outside should be coming to your house. And they're asking this Christmas that you only stick to the members in your household. So if you have um, COVID on your guest list, then you should scratch COVID off your guest list. You know, because you don't want COVID you know, you don't want to invite COVID in your house and have COVID, you know, um, sit down at the Christmas dinner. You don't want to have COVID say grace. You know, you don't want COVID over in the morning while everybody's opening, their, opening up their presents. You know, same thing when it comes to um, New Year. You know, you don't want to invite COVID to your house because the protocols put in place are not going to change when it comes to New Year's Eve. Starting Christmas Day, like I said, here in Ontario, the lockdown begins. You know, I think it'd be pretty much like it was last spring where you ordered online and we had curbside pickup. Support your local restaurants because you'll be able to still order or have it delivered or curbside pickup. Now I was watching the, the news um, around six o'clock and um, I think it was NBC or I'm not sure, no, what, no, the, uh, uh, whatever the uh, Detroit news is. And, you know, I feel, you know, I do, I feel for, for small business, I feel, I feel for, for restaurants. Um, but opening up when you're not supposed to be opening you know, poses a problem for your business, poses, you know, could pose a problem for the owners. You know, if you, if you have 25 people in your restaurant on a daily basis, you know, you can, you can still be closed and you can still have people order. So if you have 25 customers on a daily basis, 
for an example, then people, just 25 customers would order every single day. So, you know, there'd be no need to have indoor dining when it wasn't allowed. And I, and I get it, you know, it's, you know, it's a lot worse in, in the United States than it is here in Canada and other parts of the world. You know, but support, support the little guys, you know, as much as you can. You know, because, you know, lockdowns aren't good for everybody. It's not good. You know, like, you don't want to keep people shut in neither. You know, we still want to be able to get outside and do some sort of activity. You know, ski resorts around the province um, are, are opening up. Um, some have enough runs available. Um, you know, right now they're they're taking um, season passes, and that's that's you know, and and then eventually maybe some public passes, you know, for people to go skiing or snowboarding or tubing. If that's what you know you like to do in the outdoors. You know, here in the city of London, in in our. Uh, one of our parks in downtown, which is just a centerpiece of our city. You know, it's had a skating rink there forever, for as long as I could ever remember because I skated there when I was a kid. I think they're allowing 25 people at a time for a 45 minute skate. And then other people get their turn throughout the day and into the evening. So we have a couple, we have like three outdoor um, rinks, um, one at our, our, our COVID market in, in the downtown. The other one is in, in uh, Springbank Park, which that one you have to make an appointment for and you have to pay because it's in, it's in Storybook Gardens and the city owns it. That's the only place, you know, for an outdoor skating you have to pay for. But still, it gives people the opportunity, you know, just to get some fresh air. And, you know, we're going to get through this. We will. But when you hear things like this, you know, these, these big rallies and, and getting into... Uh, fights with the police who are only enforcing the law and it's just making more trouble for yourself. It's just absolutely ridiculous. You know, and the other problem um, that I was reading uh, earlier on Canada and a whole lot of other countries 
can bring it up here. Of course, that one's down near the bottom. So, I don't know, maybe you, you have you heard um, with the um, with the new coronavirus strain in the United Kingdom. Canada halts flights from the UK in response to this new coronavirus strain. And Canada has joined several European nations in halting flights from the United Kingdom on Sunday in an effort to prevent a new, more contagious strain of the coronavirus from spreading to this country. The United States has also banned flights from the United Kingdom. CBC News obtained the notice issued by Transport Minister stating that all commercial, private, and charter flights transporting passengers from the United Kingdom will be suspended indefinitely as of midnight tonight. The restrictions doesn't apply to cargo flights, aircraft landing for safety reasons, or flights that land for technical stops where no passion where no passengers disembark. So now there is a new, more contagious strain of this virus. What do you tell people? who are anti-maskers and the anti-protesters. What do you tell people when there's a, a potentially a new strain of this virus? More contained, more contagious strain of this virus. What do you say to those people? What do you think they're gonna say back to you? You know, what do you think they're gonna say back to you while you're cramming your fist down their throat? You know, maybe sometimes that's what those people need, or they need a good swift kick right in the ass. I know when I misbehaved when I was a kid, I got a good swift kick right in the ass. I'm sure you did too. And these people are supposed to be adults. Well, they're certainly not acting like adults, you know, especially the, that that uh, pastor's son who knocked down this elderly gentleman and to be found out later that he had cracked three of his ribs. How's that being an adult for you? Just because these two elderly gentlemen were putting signs out saying, please wear a mask. You know, because we know that the elderly people are the most vulnerable people we have. And we want to protect these people. And yet you get people like that just to think it's okay, you know, to push them around and knock them down. And you're a son of a pastor and you think that person would know better. I guess his father like son, I guess. Because even his father is in trouble, you know, for um, putting together these marches here in Ontario. And they're facing, you know, the potentially fines up to $100,000 and possible imprisonment as well. 
for organizing these events. And if that doesn't send a message to you, I don't know what does. What else needs to send a message to these people that think it's okay just to break these rules? Is it going to take a member of their family to die from this virus for them to get it? Whether it's an aunt, an uncle, grandparents, mom and dad, siblings, is that what it's going to take for it to sink into their heads? And now this potentially more contagious strain of the, uh, of the virus that is out there. So now, that's why these flights from the United Kingdom are canceled. For an extended period of time. And besides, people shouldn't be coming here anyways because our land, air, and sea borders are closed here in Canada. Unless you're coming here for to be because you're an essential service and, and you are asked to come here, you're a healthcare worker and you're asked to come here. But still, when you come here, you would have to self-isolate for 14 days anyway. So there's no point in coming here, period. Because our borders are going to be remain closed well into next year. Only truck drivers and people who live on either side of the border, who work in the healthcare, can cross. But we've asked that, you know, really the essential workers, you know, is it really essential that you need to cross? And if not, you stay on your side of the border, we stay on our side of the border. But as you know, that the cargo, you know, the transportation needs to keep flowing back between the United States and Canada. So the truckers are going to continue to cross. So anybody out there listening around the world, you know, before you get on an aircraft, need to call Canada's government and see if it's okay to come here. Don't waste your time and then getting here only to be turned away. Because that would be pretty expensive for you. So I don't know, ladies and gentlemen, you know, I'm frustrated just like everybody else is. But I'm abiding by the rules, no matter how frustrating it is. I'm abiding by the rules. Because I want to get through this. And I know you want to get through this. 
So we will lighten, we will lighten this up a little bit here. That's what I'm looking for. I want to read this one here because every evening, you know, um, during the end of the program, just to lighten everybody up a little bit, give you a little bit of cheer, hopefully. So this uh, poem was written by uh, Graham Craven. It's called, My Dad Would Like to Be Santa. His belly is getting bigger and his hair is turning white. His eyes shine and sparkle like the stars on Christmas night. He couldn't fit down chimneys when he can just spit through a door. On mince pie would never do, he'd always ask for more. He likes a nip of brandy, it sets his cheeks aglow. When he forgets the words to carols, he just shouts, ho, ho, ho. He hasn't got a reindeer that runs silently through space, but his car is an echo friendly and could beat Rudolph in a race. He can't afford a new red suit with boots and matching belt, but his smile is warmer than the sun that can make the snow top melt. My dad would like to be Santa and fill the world with glee. So until they advise, advertise the job, he'll give all his love to me. It's a good little Christmas poem written by Graham Craven. So I hope you enjoyed this episode, ladies and gentlemen. Let's get those thank yous out there to all of our essential workers, our frontline workers, our doctors and our nurses, our paramedics and our police, and our fire departments. I thank you for the job that you do day in and day out. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, to my guests, my listeners, and my followers. I thank you for taking the time out of your day to join me here on the Truckers Podcast. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Truckers Podcast. I'm your host, Doug, from London, Ontario, Canada. Have a great evening. I hope you can join me tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. And again, again, Monday at 8 p.m. Thank you for joining me. Take care.